Hello? Can anyone around here speak basketball? It's the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Kyle Lowry. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host. Freddie Revis, and who, sir, are you? Uh, my name is Matt. I am the producer of the podcast, and I'm here at the end of 2020, looking forward to the new year as best as I can. How are you doing, Freddie? The exact same. The Raptors are 0-3. Aye. Trying to stay positive. Don't want to be delirious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Just working those two angles. Um, it's a tough start. It's a real tough start, but... You know, it's sometimes this is just how it goes. Like it's it's upside down in the NBA right now. There's teams that are undefeated that shouldn't be. <laughs> no, it's just you know. I think even Brooklyn's like 500 right now, aren't they? I think they did lose their first game, but uh, they lost you know, two. two. Oh, they lost two. I think so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to to your point, it is it is a little bit upside down territory. I think we'll have a much better picture of where things are at yeah. in, in the next two podcasts in the new year, twenty twenty one. Yeah, but uh, this has been a remarkable year, Matt. I yeah, I have to thank you for helping me get through it. It was crazy. You know, everyone who listened to this podcast, this podcast helped us help me yeah. uh, get through all this, uh, and it's going to continue to uh, help me. So thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, subscribing all that everyone who you know contributes comments ask questions yeah uh the patreons like seriously genuinely thank you very much yeah um but, you know with all that said we we still want more love though we're greedy yeah so if people <laughs> want to find us well you know what i feel like i jumped over matter you know do you want to add anything to that i don't want to jump over your feelings no yeah no i think it you know it's been a really crazy tough year uh it, it has been for me before COVID, during COVID, now through it. Um, and yeah, it's been, you know, sometimes it's been really tough to, to push through with, you know, the podcast and whatever else. And I'm, you know, I'm always glad that, that I do because, uh, it has kept me quite sane through all this. And I'm just so glad that people have been still tuning in and, you know, we were able to find stuff to do when the season wasn't on and, you know, we've had in some ways the the shortest off season uh, with the last off season specials we did. But then, you know, half of our season seven was really the off season. <laughs> so yeah. it's just been a it's been so weird. And I know it's not going to, you know, completely change on January 1st. But I think that we're moving in the right direction, I hope, you know, with you got to keep, we got to keep on it. We got to keep strong with this stuff, you know, wear the masks, wait for the vaccine. Let's go. Come on, government. Come on, Doug Ford. We need you to uh, step up here and, and take some better control, right? The and, day is always darkest before the dawn. Christopher Nolan. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. We could get a Christopher Nolan quote in there. 
<laughs> folks, I had to do it because because and I'm saying folks because there's you know why. But some like, weird quotes on this episode, so just prepare yourself. Yeah, yeah, like you got If you're not watching, got a Ray Lewis quote in there. Feed, you got it. Matt's going wild. That's, That's all I true. Can say. Yeah, I will but, say. Yeah, make sure you check out our YouTube now because we have put a little more effort into the broadcast. So if you do want to listen to the episode, go for it. And Matt's saying, you know, this podcast held held us together. If you see the video, you'll actually be able to notice Matt is he hasn't <laughs> held it together. Things are going things are going wild. It's like he's changing screens. You know what I mean? This it's really nuts. It's, it's really wild. quite something. Yeah. Um, but Matt, you know, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're too hot to trot right now. Everybody yeah. wants a piece of us. Uh, if, if they want to find us, help yeah. us out, all the good stuff, where, where are they going to do that? Uh, well, you can go to our website, as always. Everything's there, dunkspodcast.com. You can also go to the Sonar Network. I'd like to thank, uh, you know, Mariana and Michael for, you know, we've been with them now for about half a year. And it's been really positive and we've had yeah, a great awesome. time. Uh, the Sonar Network, check out sonarnetwork.com. They've got, you know, lots of great podcasts there that you can subscribe to and, and listen to and try out. It's it's really growing and it's very exciting. 21 should be a really great year for the network. So thanks to them. And as well, yeah, like, you know, we have a Patreon. We would love for you guys to join. We're constantly thinking of adding some new content like we did before, stuff that's exclusive for Patreon. As always, if you are on Patreon, you'll get the episodes the same day we record. You'll get them before anybody else does. And uh, as well, some other tiers, you might get some Freddy's hot sauce. You know, he's been, he's quite the hot sauce connoisseur. And it's, all right. uh, it's pretty good. Just gonna say, him and our friend Tim Moore, uh, they make uh, a hell of a hot sauce every year, and we always uh, look forward to it. So there is a tier for uh, for that as well. And you know, we do have the toques. We do have the anti itch toques. We've talked about the properties, the anti itching properties, and uh, it, it's as true as day, as I will say, that you need to get it on Shopify, and we will mail one to you. Confederacy of Dunks. It's getting cold. Come on, guys. Get the toque. Get the toque. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, I can't model it today. I'm not, I, I was wearing it earlier, but I wear it so much yeah. that I wanted to see if I put on a new hat. Does does itch even exist? Yeah. Um, it does. My head's on fire right now. Uh, <laughs> feels like if I wear any other hat, ants on my head. You know what I mean? Right. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, thank you all so much. Share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, you know, before, before we kind of hop into this fun episode, um, with, uh, with guests we've had on a bunch, uh, super familiar. Wait, you got some, Matt? Nope. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> that, 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 like, oh, just a minute finger came up. So I was like, Oh, Maddie's got something, boys. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's hop into it. But before we do that, let me just say, uh, email your city councilors, uh, black lives matter and defund the police. Let's keep the pressure going. We can create change. We can do this. Uh, but, um, we need to keep at it. And, Without further ado, let's uh, let's jump into some fun basketball talk. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to go, please give me those sweet, sweet words. Just say the words, okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's uh, let's bring on guest number one. Um, she is an obvious 
favorite of the pod. Uh, she's a hilarious stand-up, a hilarious writer. You know, she's been for written for this hour. She's written for the Beaverton. Uh, she's written for herself on a pirate ship, making people laugh. Mm-hmm. She's the first true Nick Nurse fan. Uh, and she also runs an amazing podcast called Buckets and Tea. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Catherine Niker. just like taking a moment now for this music right <laughs> yeah yeah we gotta take a moment for the music always um how are you you're the best i'm happy you're back thank you thanks for having me i'm good i'm uh, officially in hamilton now whoa i know it's crazy coming to you live from my mom's office uh there's a lot of birds and a lot of angels in here that are blocked by my face and that's probably for the best Okay, I mean, so many questions. Uh, honestly, I'll leave the angels aside. Yeah, no, and the angels are fine. It's just there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of statues of just generic angels. Here. Um, is your mom a birder or is it like these birds look cool? Put them up. Um, I think she just thinks they all look cool. That's fine. Yeah. I'm not trying to sound judgmental. Like that no, is cool no. to me, too. Yeah, don't worry. I'm judgmental for the both of us. Um, <laughs> let me say that's fair enough. Um, let me say two things to you uh, that mean something to me about Hamilton. One, burnt tongue. Um, fantastic burgers, delicious soups. Ooh. Go there. Or I mean, order from there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean, you. I guess you know Hamilton. Check out some waterfalls. Yeah, the waterfalls here. Are pretty you know what I mean? Cool, I have to say, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, but I will take all food recommendations for Hamilton because I have not had takeout here. So I'll get some more. But uh, Burnt Tongue is is my first one. I think Hamilton, it's got a pretty good food rep. Yeah, Yeah, they've got uh, my friend's restaurant. uh, It's called Motel if you want to go for a brunch or order. My friend's restaurant. This guy works me hard. (laughs) And it's it's called Motel. 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 Are yeah. we sure it's just a restaurant? <laughs> it's the Notel Motel. If you want to uh, get some uh, decadent, uh, you know, brunch food that you don't want to tell anyone about. <laughs> oh, Matt, you're just like a, literally a gem in my life. That's, it's the Notel Motel. <laughs> Secret breakfast only. Um, okay, let's bring on guest number two, uh, who I think probably knows a thing or two about a secret breakfast. Um, <laughs> but I'm not even going to ask him about it, but I just assume he's got uh, secrets related to breakfast. Um, also, as uh, written for the Beaverton CBC Comedy, he's on a bunch of cool animated shows. He's worked works with Bite on Mundo. I'm reading off Twitter, so I feel like that might be a Twitter pronunciation, which just is making me seem lame. But um, this guy is amazing, and and I must say, he's from Ohio. Ohio, you know, similar age to LeBron. You know, so he knows the experience. He's still at the at the peak of his athletic abilities, I assume. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ned Petrie. The camera's not capturing my legs, but I got a lot of fancy footwork going on down there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> wow. Hey-oh. <laughs> wow, what a workout. 
<laughs> Ned, let me just ask you, you're, I think more than the other guests would really like add a physical description uh, to your, to your music. Now you're on camera. Do you feel like, do you feel a bit seen? Like you're moved for good. I'm just well, wondering if you're like, crap, I actually have to do this now. I'm so glad that it's some of this is being recorded and put on YouTube now because I've always taken great pride in my entrance dances on the, on the podcast here. I, I always try to work on it. That's true. A new move, working a new uh, technique, you know, something fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not always a big athletic move. Sometimes it's sure to juggle or something or uh, some sort of trick, you know, put my head in the lion's mouth, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Some of the athletes, you know, circus gimmicks. Some, some of the best athletes still move at all. <laughs> hey, no, I don't it. know that that's true, but I don't you know. It sounded, it. it sounded like cool, right? So I'm so um, glad that people have the opportunity to see, even if it's just a small bit <laughs> of uh, the effort that goes into the, the entrance dance. Yeah, it's, uh, it's important. Um, <laughs> Ned, you're amazing. Uh, yeah, thanks for doing it. By the that, way, you I, mentioned LeBron James. Happy birthday to Mr. LeBron James. Oh, that's right. That's right. Wow. 30th. Happy birthday. 36. 36. I think he's turning 22. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his first year in the NBA, he was eight years old, I believe. Yeah. Yep. Um, little, little guy. Little guy. Little guy. Uh, LeBron, you are wonderful. Um We'll see in the finals. Maybe not. But uh, let's, let's just jump into some Raptors talk because I feel like whatever emotions I do have, I got a lot about, you know, uh, Maddie, if you got a Raptor sting, I know you do please. Good, sir. Give it to me. No, I, I really should have played the, Raptors fans assemble one because there's a bit of adversity right now and Raptors Twitter is nasty. Oh, I mean, I'm not sure about that, man. I think Raptors Twitter is known to be a super understanding patient place. <laughs> so I think Raptors Twitter is like a monolith in Utah. It's it's just sturdy. <laughs> it doesn't ask for much. And um, it's probably somehow affiliated to a weird art project. <laughs> but uh thanks matt because you know, no, like, but no really though like it's this is this is the lead in i needed and i think i just gotta go for it Catherine. i'm gonna go to you first because i feel like you're better with um worrying like you're more comfortable with it uh, you know if you that come in with all, like an insult but i it's know not, exactly I swear. what you mean <laughs> if you come in with all optimism um you know that will be big for me i'll be like whoa but let me let me just hit you with question number one which is Owen three is rough what needs fixing oof i mean first of all yes it's rough Um, what needs fixing? That's a hard one because I don't think it's like just one thing, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Like, like I think this off season was really tough for us because we lost Gasol and Ibaka, which I frankly actually blame Masai for like he lowballed Ibaka. And I thought that was a huge mistake. Um, I, 
I can't remember, Freddie, if I said it to you before, um, but I feel like it's the biggest mistake besides made since the Damari Carroll signing. Like, I think it was like a really big deal. And then we, you know, we got you, you did say that. And I agree. Yeah. OK, cool. And then we got, you know, Aaron Baines and, and Alex Len, who were backup centers on other teams that weren't playoff teams. So, I mean, those are desperate signings. Um I don't think everything is their fault or, or anything like that. But going into this offseason after losing to Boston in the bubble, I was like, this team like really needs some offense. And not only did we not get any offense, but we lost something on the defensive end as well. So we're just not as good of a team anymore. And I think the key is to not get too attached to this iteration of the Raptors. Like I went into the season kind of having the impression that we would definitely make some mid season trades. This was like a slap together situation, a move to Tampa situation. Like there was a lot going on logistically. Um, and I think they're observing this and I, th- uh, by the mid season trade deadline, I don't think this will be the same team. I couldn't agree more. Uh, there is kind of, it is a tough question because I feel like what needs fixing implies that um, you can assess the situation and diagnose it and then kind of get to work fixing it. And I think you touch on something, you know, you didn't use the word broken, but it does seem like there are some foundational issues and, you know, we're, we're seeing it. We're seeing how special surge was, how special Mark was. And, um, we'll talk positives in a little bit. And I think with Baines, I'll get to some things I think are positive, but um, yeah, it's, it's like the, the ceilings not as high, it seems. Uh, And, and also the floor seems quite a bit lower maybe. Um, And uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, there's a, some, some foundational things that are not looking good. And, I agree. After Boston, we did need an offensive improvement, and I don't think we got it. Uh, but I'm going to ask you the same question, um, Ned. Mm-hmm. 0-3, what needs fixing? Well, I mean, part of this is to be expected to a degree, because as Catherine pointed out, and as we all know, the team didn't improve. The team you know, lost two great players up front that were sort of the uh, uh, I don't know, a big, big wall on defense that really, you know, made it happen in the championship year and last year. Good choice of words. Sorry, but the wall, like yeah. the Giannis wall, mm-hmm. those two are instrumental parts of that wall. That wall is mm-hmm. those two, Pascal, Danny and Kawhi. That's who designed the Giannis wall that Miami mm-hmm. ended up using as well. Sorry. And they, and part of that, I, I think everyone presumes was Masai was trying to, you know, clear up money for something big down the road that may or may not happen. And, you know, so there's, it's reasonable to certainly be frustrated that uh, those two guys left and weren't really replaced with anything. But then there's all these other factors that are completely outside of the Raptors control or any of our control short off season, the travel's all screwed up. We're in Tampa. uh, uh, Can't, practice like normal can't live like normal etc so when there are problems it's hard to fix them um you know when the team's on the road they can't really practice or congregate and work on things you know the way they normally 
they normally would. Um, but that's going to impact, you know, a lot of teams. And I, and we're seeing that in some of these scores, you know, that we've teams with 50 point leads at the half and the, you know, bucks are scoring, you know, 33 pointers and blowing people out without Giannis doing anything. <laughs> I know Adam in fantasy, he, he got nine, six and six. And yeah, they he's, he's, he's like the 10th leading scorer on that team. And they, and they scored 150 points. Uh, it's just going to be a weird year. Uh, so in terms of what needs fixing, we can do the best best you can with the players you have. Hopefully everybody can get themselves mentally right. Um, I think we all know Pascal um, has had a mental hurdle with everything since the bubble and everything. Like there's been a big interruption in, in how he was doing before. Yep. Um, you know, hopefully there are ways to overcome that. But on the other hand, in terms of making like a big move or a big like in terms of a big signing or something, I don't even know if that's worth it. Cause it's such a weird year that, you know, feel like, you know, the team won the championship in 2019, just coast on that joy for, for a little while. <laughs> uh, Cause you know, the, the teams I feel really bad for the teams that are top contenders right now, haven't won in a while, but have to deal with these circumstances, you know, where, even if you do the best you can, something might happen coming up that's out of your control. The schedule could get screwed up. Game, games could be canceled, you know, et cetera. Someone could get sick, God forbid, you know, things like that. Um, so I, I would feel much worse if we were the, if you were uh, Sixers fans and you were 0-3 right now or Nets fans and you were 0-3 or something like that. I feel like Raptors fans, it's like, hey, man, whatever happens this year, let's just let it happen, you know? Yeah, I will your Raptor fan voice, Ned. <laughs> yeah, that's sorry. Can we, yeah, can we, Ned, can we hear your Raptor fan again one more time? No, I was that that's me as as a I mean, you go on Twitter, all the Raptors fans are saying, explode this right now, you know, blow it up. <laughs> but I'm trying to be the voice, the, the calm Zen voice right now, just saying, hey man, let's just appreciate that we're watching so, some games, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm fighting against some like pretty intense homerism right so we're on year whatever of vegas and everyone being like the raptors 10th in the east and we're like the second best record in the league and it's like whoa no one watches this team this is strange so i can't really take it's hard to take american analysts seriously because you know yeah i mean they've said things before like about pascal or whomever where it's like oh man you like you actually don't watch this team so now remember, it was a show on NBA TV be, before last season where both the hosts that were doing the, their playoff picks, neither of them chose the yeah. Raptors to that even was, make the playoffs. That was Sam. It was Sam. No, it wasn't Sam Mitchell. Sorry. It was. Oh, man. Uh, uh, his nickname's 3D. Dennis, Dennis Scott. Dennis Scott and one other guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like the. Kobe. From Jalen and Jacoby also thought last year the Raptors wouldn't even make the playoffs. That's just horrible. Come on. But anyways, I I guess what I'm saying is I'm kind of fighting against that a little bit because I have some of the Zen quality, but then also want to be able to properly be like, if we're bad, we're bad. And I don't want to be this person that's like hanging on to previously being good and being like oh we'll be good trust me because i think there is some shaky looking parts of this uh yeah the the thing i'm struggling with the most is you know with this question kind of like 
like fixing what's wrong, right? So I think a lot of that has to do with the personnel being used properly. And I think that's tough because the training camp was short. Uh, the turnaround was short, you know, like Norm thought he had COVID for a little bit before he got like let in the game. Um, I think there's obviously some position battles going on that weren't settled in training camp, summer league. And, you know, these things that end up settling these position battles like in uh, in Philly yesterday, you know, Bembry was a DNP. Matt Thomas basically didn't play and he's been playing well. And Boucher was mostly benched after having his a career game, which just from a psyche perspective, I'm like, I don't know if that's a good move ever. I get that he's too skinny to guard Embiid, but I think Nurse should have found a way to put him on the court. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's tough because it's almost like there's so much wrong (laughs) that it's hard. It's hard to say this is the major thing. Um, But I think that will clarify. So let's move on. Let's just say things are a little bit shaky right now. And Ned, I'm going to stick with you. What's something positive so far you've seen in, in these Raptors games. Um, And uh, I got a couple banked. If you're like, (laughs) nothing positive. uh, You, you said one, Boucher had that great game. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, when you see something new out of somebody where somebody, even if it's just for a moment, reaches, uh, seems to reach a nice level, that's that's good. You hope that's, uh, that was a good thing. Seven yeah. blocks. Yeah, that's fantastic. That was, that was nice. Um, I mean, I, I know everyone's excited about, uh, I mean, he hasn't done anything in any of the games, but if we're going to preseason, everyone's hopeful for Flynn, Malachi. Sure, you know, sure. There's room this year to, hey. You know, we can always throw him in, see see how it goes. I think he looks good. He looks better than Lamelo. Um, he he right looks now. like he should be out there. Like yeah. he looks like he's heady enough. And preseason, um, he he looked like a in a guy that should be playing on an NBA team. You know, a guy that could eventually be a 15, 18 point scorer kind of guy. So that's something hopeful to look forward to. We haven't seen it yet in those first three games, but hopefully that's something that'll play out over the season. Yeah. Uh, I'll also, uh, Catherine, I'm going to go to you, but I'll throw in, um, I'll throw in the fact that, you know, this might seem like a backhanded compliment to the Raptors, but I'll throw in the fact that we've had, I think 10 or 15 point leads in all three games, which to me shows that we're not a bad team. We're, we're a team that's struggling to close and struggling to win. Right. But that's something can... I saw on, on Raptors Twitter that, that this, the Raptors like the first NBA team ever to start 0-3 having a 10-point lead. And they're saying, you know, blow it up, like for that reason. Except it's like, <laughs> but if you have the 10-point lead, it just means you're not finishing it up. Like you're not, you're not closing. That's, that's the issue. It doesn't yeah. mean terrible. It means something good is happening. Yes. And I also feel like, you know, kind of you back to your point. So sorry, Catherine, that kind of kind of set you up, but I am going to you. But Ned, you were saying something, you know, about Pascal and the bubble. And I think that I've said this before about a bunch of players, but, you know, it's very much true that um, the NBA studies your best player. And I think for Pascal, it's just like, listen, your spin move is done. You can't drive into the paint 
and do a spin without two or three guys on you. So that's just not something that NBA is going to let you do until you expand your repertoire. And it's like, you're doing so many different things that you bring that back. And I think I'm not sure if he'll ever get to the point of like, uh, uh, you know, scoring 25 points a game easily. And I honestly think that that's, that's not even a thing every team has or should expect. But uh, there's something about this Raptors style. Like, I, I wonder even if our sellout defense where we overcommit all the time is known. So we're going up against all these teams, you know, first game, uh, we're going up against Van Gundy. Next game, we're going up against Greg Popovich. Third game, we're going up against Doc Rivers. Like, these guys have a ridiculous amount of experience. Uh, and I think, you know, nurse has got some tricks, but perhaps, you know, these, these, the, the NBA is kind of cyclical and they're like, you're the gigs up on this style. Um, yeah. Catherine, what are some, I, I, I said the big lead positive. Uh, we got Boucher. Uh, I got more banked. But yeah, geez, well, what positives have you seen? Uh, we got a lot of controversial things lined up here. So <laughs> you have a lot of controversial things. Yeah, I do right now. So I'm okay. in it. I'm into here, it. Mm. And it's great that that I'm on this episode with with Ned because Ned's real positive and he's real like, hey man, we won and everything's great energy and we need that in the world at large. But I'm here to say. <sighs> Freddie, you should not be zen about this. Okay, I'm, not, I be I'm not saying you should be tweeting. You should blow it up with your best pun for Raptors Twitter. <laughs> but I am saying you should not be zen. And the reason why I'm saying you should not be zen is because there's a team called the Los Angeles Lakers. And it wasn't that long ago. It was 2019. Lots happened since then. But spring of 2019, the Lakers did not make the playoffs. Magic mm-hmm. Johnson started an impromptu press conference where he resigned from the team, referred to Rob Palenka as a traitor, and then Jeannie Buss as his sister. And then in the same sentence said, oh, but I haven't spoken to her, though. And then there was a protest outside the Staples Center because that's how much we didn't have real problems then. (laughs) (laughs) There was a protest and then what happens? They bully their way to get Anthony Davis, which was arguably already in motion. And then they win a championship the next year. So, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease, so to speak. And maybe we can be informed, educated fans. We don't need to jump to conclusions, but we don't necessarily need to be zen we need to be zen for ourselves and our sanity but we can pressure this team to be a good team going forward like if we want to stay good like it it it, i mean please don't protest outside scotch bank arena that i don't want to see that but (laughs) you don't want a maskless jurassic park yeah i don't want a maskless jurassic park weird but okay like there's something to be said for being vocal about demanding winning and i think there's something to be said about that working um the other thing i wanted to point out is that you were you were talking about uh our style of coaching and and i think one observation that i've made is that you know nick nurse really likes to use the regular season for experimentation 
you know? And so when you're talking about like, oh, like Chris Boucher wasn't even out there. I think Nick Nurse is like, I just want to see if we can do it without Boucher in case we see them in the playoffs. And I think that mentality really works when you know you're a playoff team, right? Like last year we knew like, forget whatever anyone in America is saying. We knew with the utmost confidence we were a top four team in the NBA. We didn't totally. know we would be in a position without fans and the pandemic and everything. But, you know, you kind of have a solid home court advantage, this, that and the other. So it's like, hey, when the Rockets are in town, it's like, you know what? Let's see what our various small ball lineups are like and, you know, things like that. And you can afford to, to do that sort of thing. But now. We're in this pandemic situation. There's fewer games per seat, like in the season, right? Like there's 70 or 72 instead of 82. We've already lost three. So it's like, and the Eastern Conference has by and large improved from a year ago. So it's like, you can't really afford to experiment to this degree. Like we really need to like, just find ourselves and find some consistency before we start just like throwing things at the at the old whiteboard in the basement with Nate Bjorkren eating pizza, you know, like we hey, need- Nate, Nate's with the Pacers now. <laughs> the Pacers now, but I'm just saying, like we need we need to find our identity again. I like that comparison to the to the Lakers because it is true they were before. I mean, everyone remembers that LeBron was injured, but they they were like a 500 team mm-hmm. with him uh, before he was injured, mm-hmm. and then they won last year and they've improved this year largely on just being a more disciplined, the the most disciplined team, like with all of this going on in the world, they really ratcheted up everybody. Everyone on this team needs to get on board. So yeah, there is something to be said for that, that yeah, leadership can uh, turn something that looks like a 500 or above 500 into a contender, even without the big, obviously they had a huge talent infusion with Anthony Davis, but everybody, everybody did improve. Okay, I feel like there's two converging points. Yeah, I made two very drastically different points. No, I love it. I love it. So there's, so one on one angle, there's like the pushy fan base, and I actually am totally with you, Catherine. And I think that we do need to be like, hey, Larry Tenenbaum, Bell, Rogers. Our cell phone bills are so expensive, and we expect you to never ever save money. Go ahead and get that player all the time. But also, we're Toronto. We're not L.A. Giannis just signed with Milwaukee. So the pushy fan's nice, but also I'm sure there's pushy fans in Oklahoma City, too. And there's a, there's a, part, of, a part of it for me that's kind of like you got to play the, play the card you're dealt. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's kind of like you got to be opportunistic, but also not complacent. Uh, and... Yeah, I think sorry. the other converging point is I think Masai likes to operate from a position of strength. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to this season because, you know, I think he wants to see what this core looks like to see what we need. You know, do we or do we are we focused on Bradley Beal? Are we focused on Jackson Hayes of New Orleans or, you know, what I mean, like, what are we trying to do? What do we need? And I think nurse and messiah are like well we got to play it out to see but then there's this weird catch 22 where it's like well we're not good enough anymore to waste any time um but Catherine, i think like pushing this into making potential wholesale changes and you don't have to have a specific trade it could be like 
we need this. Like, I'll, I'll even just throw out what I think is the obvious truth of this team. We're ridiculously guard heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have talented guards who aren't going to get minutes. And we have bigs that are mediocre. And we have two swingmen, OG and Pascal. And that's just thin up front. Um, so, yeah, who, who's a player out there, Catherine, or a team or whatever? Like, he, or it could even be like, I just I think these guys on the Raptors need to go. OK, I actually did some research for this because it's the holidays. I had some time, which was nice. Cheers. And there is a team that for some reason inexplicably signed so many power forwards and centers hardly have any guards. This is the team we really need to look at for trades. And that is the Detroit Pistons. Oh, I was going to say the Hawks, but, but sorry. Okay. Yeah. The Pistons are terrible this year. They're they're going to be so bad this year. Want to tank. So proposed Hmm. trade. First of all, Terrence Davis will be in every proposed trade. I will ever make until he's gone. First and foremost, Terrence Davis, possibly Norm Powell, possibly Matt Thomas in this trade. Now, I like Norm Powell and Matt Thomas, okay? So nobody get your feelings hurt. And I haven't looked at salaries. Four. So those three guards. Well, Norm's a bit of a small forward, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Those three guys. Four. Blake Griffin. Whoa. Plumley. Come on, that would be that's solid, isn't it? I don't know if that matches up salary wise, but I feel like that's pretty solid. I think I was looking at stats and numbers in my preliminary research prior to joining on to this. No, podcast, the, so I'm sorry if like if Blake has like some max contract I don't know about. That's that that is the the reality. Like like Blake is on a super or not a super max, but is he on a, super might be on a still? He's on his contract is preposterous. It's basically he makes so, like the only one who makes near his money okay, on our okay. team is Kyle. Okay, back up, back up plan. Mason Plumley and um and, and hold on. I have his name. I have his name. Uh Okafor. What's his first name? Julio. Julio Okafor. Those two are like eleven point six rebound four assist guys not bad i mean you're you're on to something like this is kind of where i'm at because i'm like we have an excess amount of guards like when we made the greatest sorry i was gonna say when we made the greatest trade of all time a huge part of it was like position excess that's one thing i think didn't get talked about enough like we traded purtle who was our third center at the time and derozan for Danny and Kawhi. And it was just like, we, those, those are the exact positions we needed at that time. So it was just perfect. But sorry, I feel like I cut you off. No, no, that's fine. I mean, honestly, like, I mean, Blake's really a power forward and he could do some small forward on a larger lineup. He does so far look good. Like he looks healthy. Um, but we really do need like a starting center. So that's why I was trying to squeak in Mason Plumley in there. But maybe that was naive of me. <laughs> Love that song, for one. Um, two, not naive at all. And I think that, you know, going back to my point of Masai not necessarily operating 
from a position of strength, this is kind of where we're at. We might need to, you know, inherit a bloated contract like Blake, who's still a good player, but like, you know, it's a bloated contract. We might have to do stuff like that to get to a place where we're like, where we're more talented on the court. Um, Somebody that's like at least offensively strong enough to take some pressure off of Pascal you know, and off of Kyle, because that's the other big problem. Like Kyle is under way too much offensive pressure right now. And Pascal handle the offensive pressure. So I I just felt like somebody like Blake, who isn't like the star he was, but is still enough of a threat that it's like, you'd have to think about him. I don't know. Totally. You can shoot the three. Um, And I think like, uh, I asked this on the uh, I typed out a question for the uh, Raptors over everything podcast with uh, with uh, Josh Hart and, um, and William Liu. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, I've been feeling like our like, yes, Fred and Kyle are two. Fred, Kyle Siakam are the most talented players on the team. It's not really a close. Uh, there's no one entering the, you know, the top three. And. I just feel like we're always at this height disadvantage and the playmaking they bring is just fading. And it's kind of like, like what you said, Catherine, Kyle can run an offense. Pascal can't, but I'll also throw in either can Fred. Fred can like kick out to the corners, but it's like, he's not running pick and rolls. He's not, he's not getting anyone easy baskets ever. And he's getting no action towards the rim. So it's kind of like, we have to figure out a way for Kyle to, you know, age and hand over the keys and teach these guys. I, I guess that's probably what's happening, but it just looks ugly. Uh, Ned, uh, I don't know if you're in the Detroit Pistons world. I'm not that far off, by the way, Catherine. My idea is not the Pistons, but close. Uh, Ned, who's your, who's your, you know, what would you target? Uh, or who would you want to send? The, uh, well, I mean, if we're talking in real terms, the thing that's missing is size uh, and strength up front. Uh, Catherine's pointed out the Pistons are a good target for that. Um, the Cavs have started with an okay record, but um, okay, the Cavs but, too. but yeah, but they're I they're not going to stay that way. Uh, there there might be ways of picking up you know talent from these sort of bottom dwelling teams. Yeah, but to keep with now this is gonna. This is the, we're going crazy here. I'm, I'm suggesting something that is probably not even legal under NBA rules. But if later in the season it's getting to be like there's really no way of finding that perfect player, and I don't, or, wait get, or even if they do, no, this this should be something that makes people happy. Uh, that makes the best of a bad situation. They, they've got a lot of cap room right now. This would be a free agent signing rather than a trade. Um, I'm thinking of a guy who happens to live in Florida, um, is not a current NBA player. Oh my God. It would cost them a lot of money. It would cost them a lot of money. I'm talking like $20 million, but it might be worth it on a business level. Okay. If if we're certain, if, okay. If we're certain that the team is not, you know, a championship contender. Okay. I'm talking about picking up for 10 day contracts for the rest of the season. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. (laughs) Everyone would love it. Everyone would love it. The players love him. The fans love him. Everyone in the world loves him. He's a big guy. I would sign up to get a people's elbow during COVID. He's like six three. Yeah, he's well. He's he's he's, not NBA big. 
But he's he's not he wouldn't be the smallest guy in the court. That's for he's sure. Gonna have, but he's, he's got enough muscles to guard every center. Like we've got no speed. And there's probably a lot of insurance issues. He makes a lot. He's Olympic. He makes a lot of movies. So he probably there's probably no way he's going to go for it if he thinks he's going to get injured. So I don't think he's going to run very hard or jump very high. But you can put him out every now and again when there's free throws. You can put him in just for, you know, just to slap hands. But here's the big thing. Okay. He can, do the, he can do the player introductions. How about that? Oh, that's great. And okay. even better, he can introduce the other team and trash talk all of them. Who wouldn't go for this? I wasn't, I didn't know that this question was a, was like a joke. Like I could have come yeah. out on celebrity had I known I wouldn't have spent like 40 minutes <laughs> looking at the. I went serious to death. Sure obviously ned won the question <laughs> ned dominated the question uh, i don't know what to this say this is only if nothing else works out i'm saying all of your guys's plans that's plan a ned <laughs> came out, plan a can't work and he smacked my little question around um <laughs> well, my, mine was the, he's called uh, the rock the teams the raps anyway yeah. i was just thinking of that there's no, a lot of crossover potential <laughs> Mine was uh, Cleveland because there's, you know, there's a Drummond. There's oh, a Larry Nance. There's a McGee. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Kevin Love. So I think I also anticipate that they will be bad. Um, mm-hmm. And similar to Catherine, Kevin Love's on a, uh, or says Catherine's comparison with Detroit, Blake's on a big contract. And so is Love. So I think maybe, you know, there could be some salesmanship there potentially um but there's so much nba stuff that i want to want to move on is that okay with both of you can or is there any any other raptor stuff you feel like you got to get out there no yeah okay three three games (laughs) we'll see how we are you know 20 (laughs) i guess i was waiting someone for for someone to like really object you know (laughs) <laughs> um matt i i know you're i know you're there uh, i've seen i've seen the jokes um <laughs> that makes you sound like such a jerk i've seen it. the jokes i've seen the jokes <laughs> uh i love them uh please good sir give me your loudest proudest most amazing adam silver nba Whoa! Hi, that ended like not like I thought it was going to. <laughs> uh, having a good time here, um, <laughs> Catherine. Uh, I just want to start with. Um, I mean, they might have lost by the time this podcast uh, airs, but currently the undefeated teams in the NBA are the Atlanta Hawks and the Orlando Magic. Uh, the Raptors are winless. Um, but uh, just in the spirit of, you know, Ned was talking about these crazy blowouts and that sort of thing. What has been in any form uh, the most surprising thing for you so far? Uh, I mean, this is going to be a bit of a weird answer, but I think the surprising thing for me is how bad these games look feel and are and also <laughs> i agree <laughs> but also i think uh, my larger point is that i think um no fans has changed the game 
That's like my big hot take. Like, I just think the no fans has really changed NBA basketball in that there are so many blowouts now. There's no energy to feed off of whatsoever. It's like if you're kind of like out of a game, there's you don't have that energy to like bring you back into it. And I think it's, you know, maybe I'm not trying to pat myself on the back when I say this because like, you're a good fan. You're a good I fan. Only attend like one or two games a year, but I just mean like it. it I just feel like I mean, as a performer, like I'll make this co- comparison. So as a stand up comedian, you know, when the pandemic happened, now it's like the only shows that exist are on Zoom, and Zoom shows are terrible, and. It's a real. It's really hard to adjust. It's like you can't just like set up and punchline like you used to. It's like the tone is completely different. Everything has to be more conversational. I can't hear the audience laughing. I don't even know if what I'm saying is like landing with people or not. And, and I just feel like for basketball, obviously, it's not the exact same thing. But I think having no one to feed off of is like huge. And and even with the few like with the few states that are inexplicably allowing fans, uh, so spaced out, so far apart in that cavernous arena, I don't think is enough to really uplift you and push you when you're down ten points, you know. And it's like you're going into the fourth quarter. I think it's like you see a lot of teams just kind of like packing it in like pretty early, and I think that is something I'm really surprised by. Yeah, just to kind of not the exact same thing, but kind of like tack on to your point. Um, I I am also a little bit surprised by what seems to be the hardest thing to do is work hard when no one is watching. Ray Lewis. Wow. <laughs> cheers. Um, cheers to Ray Lewis and that quote. Um, did, he, did he just text you with that quote right now? Yeah, yeah he's watching live stream. <laughs> Yeah, Matt gets inspiring quotes from all all sorts of things. Mainly from just no fear t-shirts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, pain is temporary, pride is forever. No worries, Matt. Um, but uh no, it it's it seemed like there was so much care to the players uh during the bubble. And it was it was so like this is their league they're doing what they want whatever and then this year it was kind of like how about those TV contracts all right players hop to it mm-hmm. and no fans and it just seems like yes this is a reality of the situation but also the situation's rough and I think you know the bubble was able to hide that in some ways or it was able Even to create something new something. You know, and it's more closed in. And then the few media or like later on when like family and friends were there, they were right up front. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there was at least something to feed off of. But now with everyone so far apart, if they're at all, I think that makes a big difference. Huge difference. And and I think also it's going to get better and more entertaining as the season goes along because it's unlike the bubble. It isn't a product that they fully designed and we're like, okay, here we go. I think there's some tinkering. Like people are going to see the, you know, when, when you play in Boston, you, you're basically playing against the giant banners hanging behind the net, their championship banners. So that's something Boston can do. Other places can't, but I feel like places are going to, personalize their 
arena and do different stuff. And that improvement's going to kind of like get better as it goes along. Um, Ned, Ned, what's, what's been surprising for you so far? The, well, I mean, we kind of touched on it. The, the box scores have been nuts. Nuts. The box scores have been wild. And uh, we're getting these crazy games just because of the, the circumstances. Um, one thing that's, I mean, and of course the circumstances, a lot of it is negative. Even if the players are, even if the, all the players are lucky enough for no one to get sick all season, there's still extra stress, you know, the, oh, yeah. just everything is, uh, is more difficult than, than usual. Uh, so yeah, so you, you might have these games where the reason it's a blowout is because a player's tuned out or, or not not yeah. able to to step up uh, in that moment. But one thing that I do kind of like now, like is is a relative term, but something that's at least interesting um, right now is the way the schedules are going with it being so condensed. A lot of teams are playing the same team like two games in a row. Yeah, I think it's a baseball thing. Right. Instead of seeing it, seeing a team once in the first 20 games and once in the second 20 games, you're seeing them back to back. And so when I think as we're going to get to the games that are more, you know, conference or division rivals, you know, that those games can have a fun. There's potential for a fun spark there where it's basically like a little mini like best two out of three, like playoff series or something yeah totally so there's some potential there and then in terms of teams i think stepped up i I think the hawks are are looking good uh, in terms of stepping into a uh position as one of the better teams in the in the east so uh, um they might be the real deal yeah i was gonna say what's uh surprising me but um i think i'll wait a little bit is uh you know i was obsessed with the concept last year that uh, there were so many different contenders and it was the NBA jam year. And, you know, I still contend that yes, the Lakers won, but they weren't like warriors level world beaters. And that, you know, uh, to me, Miami making the finals is evidence of the fact that it was um, not a, it wasn't a stacked year, like uh, the healthiest mm-hmm. team could make it. And, um, you know, the Lakers played an extremely injured team in the finals. But I think this year was a year where, unlike those Warriors uh, days where so many franchises just packed it in, I think everyone's kind of going for it, except like maybe four or five franchises. And I think, you know, there's always that beginning of the year deal where there's a couple people who are kidding themselves and then will start to tank. But it just seems like stylistically anything goes right now you have like these passing centers like Sabonis and um Jokic uh and you have like these big the big the big bruiser seems like it's maybe coming back a little bit um and I, I don't know there's just a lot of funky basketball and different kind of styles going on and I think I guess that's surprising me because I thought I thought the Lakers would would so shore up that it would be like ah crap no one can beat the Lakers. And I think a lot of people think that, but I, I just totally disagree. Like whether it's the Nets, uh, the Sixers, um, mm-hmm. the I just don't, unfortunately I don't can't quite put the Raptors in there anymore. Um, but I, I, yeah, there's just nothing to me anyways in the regular season about the Lakers. That's like, ah, oh, crap. They're too good. I just think that, yeah, in the playoffs they have LeBron and we'll see who can stop that. But um 
it's I think it's a it's going to be a very unpredictable year. And that for me is kind of exciting. Uh, but let's do our last question before quickish questions. And Ned, I'm going to stick with you. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's just what is the single best play you've seen so far by anyone? OK, my favorite play so far. So there's two ways two types of plays that I like. Uh, everybody, of course, likes it when a play, when a, a player does something incredibly athletic, you know, or they're faster or, or stronger or whatever than, than everyone else. But I also like plays where it's somebody just does something that's just real, looks like the easiest thing. And that would be uh, Trey Young. He was, this was against the Grizzlies. He was uh, dribbling around here, and it was one guy and Jonas between him and the um, him and the basket, and he kind of just palmed the ball a little and faked like he was doing a behind the back pass, and both guys went went for the invisible ball. He, he cleared the lane entirely just with a little head fake and a little like wrist, you know, flick, and then just easily like butter, you know. Uh, laid it in so that was uh you know i got to applaud that play there that was some that was some good stuff trey young in general right now is looking trey young's real real fun man um yeah trey young is super fun uh and and i i know a play you're talking about was amazing um Mm -hmm. Catherine, do you have a single play honestly and i'm not just saying this i had the exact same play Mm-hmm. Ned and I picked the same play for this question. I'm sorry. It was incredible. I, I've been pro Trey Young even before he, I mean, I think he has yet to discover defense, but, uh, mm-hmm. and there was almost no defense in that game against Memphis. Like both those teams like have some major defensive issues, but so entertaining to watch. And uh, yeah, I mean, Trey Young's just, He's very charismatic. He's just kind of He's cool. He's yeah, so fucking cool. cool. Yeah. Oh like, man, totally. The way like, you know, people talk about like, oh, kids are going to grow up and want to shoot like stuff. They're going to want to pass like Trey. It's just true. I love it. I love it. I love the Trey love. Freddie, um, I've got one too. Oh, Maddie's coming in hot. I love it. What's up, buddy? I think it was in last night's game. Uh <laughs> Len Len was at the line for for a f- free throw and you just he missed the first one a little short and then uh you just knew that the second one wasn't going to go in mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere so he misses and then this was it stanley johnson like came it out was. of nowhere and dunked it was hilarious i was i was <laughs> watching with my in-laws and we were hysterical we were like and <laughs> my uh father-in-law brian was like was that stanley johnson i was like yeah man like i i heard the demar like i got us tweet in that dunk <laughs> except it's stanley yeah um, he's the he's gonna be that tweet 2.0 it's gonna be stanley johnson <laughs> i am not trying to undermine you i swear i swear but my best play was also a stanley johnson play whoa uh, i swear <laughs> to god i just i couldn't stop laughing like first of all i was like i got over it took me a little while to be like i can't believe he's in the game and then it's like okay whatever he's big cheers <laughs> but there was one play where he kind of stole the ball dribbled it off his foot fumbled it and then like smacked it out of bounds <laughs> and it just went on for such a long time that it was like it was fully like like uh yeah, Mr. Bean-esque. Yeah. stepping on yeah. rakes it, it was like <laughs> 
Oh, I, 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 I couldn't believe it, it was like that. You ever seen that shoveling gif where the guy just like can't fall properly? <laughs> it was a lot like that. And um, I, I can't believe I'm slagging Stanley Johnson when he actually did have an incredible play. Like a free throw dunk is. That was insane. insane. That's yeah, insane. It was like a uh, 2K glitch. 2K, 2K glitch. I feel like Stanley Johnson's a 2K glitch. <laughs> Both uh, of those plays sound like a 2K glitch. Both <laughs> seem like it. Like if he started jogging and then he like couldn't get back on the court and was like just on the bench jogging. You know, like when the rendering gets wrong and like the arms yeah. get like bendy or something, it's like that dropping, fumbling the ball play sounds like uh, <laughs> you'd have wobbly arms. It happened to me in 2K21, but um, <laughs> buddy. We we have we have arrived to quickish questions. Ooh. What do you say? Do you want to do some quickish questions? Let's do it. Yeah, Maddie, give me that quickish questions. Stay. I'm having a great time. <laughs> um. Let's do some quickish questions. Uh, Ned, Catherine, you know what's up. I'm going to uh, read some questions as clearly and concisely as I possibly can. Uh, in reality, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to slur. Uh, things are going to be confusing. I might misread a comma. Um, that's okay. You have to answer as quickly uh, and clearly as humanly possible. Matt. Please, no stalling, no phoning any friends. Um, Fair. How how we feeling, buddies? Are we are we ready? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Let's do a little. Let's do a little. Ned, Catherine, Matt. Sure. Ned. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Um, <laughs> MLSD has tasked you. Yep. With entertaining James Harden after a blockbuster trade lands him with the Raptors. Sure. Assuming everyone is vaccinated, what do you do? Okay, we, we all know what he likes to do. Um, personally, I don't think that his, you know, his social life is, uh, is helping him be a better player. I'd like to show him different ways to socialize and have fun. Sure. So instead of going to a strip club and hanging out with hip-hop stars... During the pandemic, I like going on a nice long walk. Maybe we go to High Park. Maybe the oh, Leslie yeah. Bill, the Leslie Spit, get some uh, binoculars, mm. some rare birds. That's what I'm thinking. Love it, um, Matt. A bit of a follow, or sorry, Catherine. A bit of a follow up to this question, mm-hmm. um, but just uh, you know, uh, w- where do you take James? Uh, I would take James Harden to like an old timey etiquette school (laughs) 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 and just, you know, yeah, (laughs) really like meditating with your manners. (laughs) Bring bring the beard to charm school. It's what he needs. Yeah. Charm school instructor, like one of those. I'm imagining an old lady with a ruler, you know, (laughs) ready to say, you must be on time as a professional courtesy. He keeps being like, are you a stripper? And she's like, no, I'm actually a charm school person. Um, (laughs) He's like, that's hot. When does the stripping start? She's like, it doesn't. And she's like, maybe it does. Maybe. This is actually turning me on. Weird. Um, <laughs> so sorry. Weird tangent. But uh, Maddie. Yes. 
which rookie and you know what let me just say which rookie oh you know I'm, for you I'm going to do second year because rookie is only three games in here which second year player has had the biggest impact on their team so far oh boy second year player um is uh you know what I think that uh is Tyler Hero a second year player yes he, he is yeah I think uh, I think yeah I th- I'm gonna pick Tyler Hero for that one I think he's he's gonna get better as the season gets going that's a great one um Ned uh-huh. similar question to you but uh rookie which um, room and if you're like what I don't know any rookies Honestly, so three, three, okay. three games in, I, I, I'm, I'm most. He hasn't done anything yet. I'm most excited about Flynn. Flynn Sanity's coming, but mm-hmm. um, I think among the sort of like the top draft picks, I think Wiseman is probably the most special player so far, or the one with the most potential to be a special player so far. Lamelo, good- no, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to work out for him. <laughs> not so, not so sure. Not yeah. so sure. Um. Catherine, mm-hmm. is Len the best player in the league? Alex Len. That's the question. <laughs> what was um? What was that best play that when he missed a free throw and then Stanley Johnson came died? in and yeah he missed both free throws. Oh. Man, free throw, free throw. Yeah, he's the best player in my rec league. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Fred Van Freefro. Sorry, just got a. It's tough. Like, had to <laughs> go for that. That's um, a tough one for me. Matt. Yes. I think it's Matt. Um, is it time to blow this thing up? <laughs> Trade Lowry or try to make it work? Also, and this is a bit of a comment. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry, say the last part again. Luke? Pascal was a fluke. Pascal was His a fluke. His career was somehow a fluke. He just learned how to play basketball this summer. Um, no, I I don't listen. I've been here many times with another team, and it's only three games. They can come back. They this is you can see they're like a new team out there in some ways, getting to know each other. And it's yeah, there's a lot of weight on Kyle. I don't think we need to blow it up, but chemistry needs to be found and I think I just don't know if bringing one more person in is going to do anything I think we really got to figure out how we're going to work with what we got how dare you give us a reasonable answer (laughs) um Ned yeah the size and talent gaps are obvious how do they address it the the Raptors Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, uh, apart from a, a sign, you know, a signing of some kind or a trade of some kind, uh, you could try to grow the players that we have. Is there a way to do some kind of surgery, stretch some bones? Oh, oh no. Wow. no. You're talking, you're going full Gattaca. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe wow. some kind of radiation <laughs> creates a, you know, pituitary <laughs> growth or something. I think, yeah, I think that's a thing. Radiation is good for growth. Um, Just get a condo by the nuclear uh, power plant in Pickering there and uh, let <laughs> it do its I work. I the giant had some kind of some kind of growth on his pituitary <laughs> gland. That, that let me gave say, giant hands. I let me do that. that. I know there's some folks from 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 Durham, from Pickering, <laughs> from Ajax, who listen to this pod. And I went to elementary school, Holy Redeemer. 
and our day trips were to the Pickering Power Plant. Okay, so <laughs> that baby's safe. Oh baby my God. Darlington too. If you're a Darlington power plant person, I'm so sorry about Matt. Um, <laughs> if you're a Darlington person. If you're a Darlington power plant person, oh my god, I'm so sorry about Matt. I'm not I'm just saying that I'm sure they're great. Just let them have a little dip like the Joker in one of the uh yeah. tanks no, there. And see <laughs> anyone I've seen in a movie that got radiated came well, out Matt, the better yes. for it. That's really against like clean energy that doesn't emit. Um, <laughs> but whatever. I guess it's too dangerous for you. Yep. You saw Chernobyl and whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, weird tangent. Uh, I think this is. I just went to Ned. So this is Catherine. When will Flynn's sanity be born and turn our season around? Oh, Flynn's sanity has already been born. Um, uh, actually, my friend Chrissy started a Twitter account called Only Flynn's. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> you can follow that if you want. Uh, it's already started. When will it turn the season around? Um, I'm going to say... He- I'm going to say March. Why not? I think it'll take a few months. Take a month? Go we'll probably March. rest Fred and Kyle then, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems like a good time. <laughs> All right, last last question of the pod, and it's for you, Matt. Well. It's just... What's that? I said, well, well. Oh, I thought you said Will. I was like, who's Will? <laughs> um, <laughs> it just says Norman Powell, question mark. It's two question marks. Uh, you know what, Norm? Norm is a <laughs> Norm is a piano virtuoso, and I think that he just needs to get back in those GoDaddy ads, get a little confidence, oh, and start. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I think that I think Norm's one of those players that, that it's going to take a little time to warm up the engine. It's a bit of a cold Christmas day. But once you get the blood flowing, he's going to just get his old groove back. Like Stella. I love that answer. It had twists. It had turns. <laughs> it had a weird blood and Christmas thing. Um, guys, that, that's the pod. That's Quickish Questions. Uh, this is a fun one. I love you all. Um, if you're listening, share, subscribe. Uh, we'll, we'll post links to... Uh, these folks stuff. So make sure you follow them. But, um, Ned, I'll go to you first. Is there anything going on? You want to, you want to plug or if not any uh, message to the world, perhaps, uh, hang in there, everybody. Uh, if you've got kids looking for entertainment, uh, is on a show called Ollie's back, which is airing on YTV. Uh, and I've been working on a podcast called The Plop, which is a comedy podcast for kids. So check that one out. Oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Ned is up to cool stuff, people. Um, Catherine, what's up? Uh, I have a show called The Buckets and Tea NBA Show. Uh, it's live on Fridays on the Barn Burner Network, which is barnburner.ca, as well as the podcast comes out every Monday. And you can subscribe to that on Spotify or iTunes or where you find podcasts. Um, friggin' sweet. Everyone, check out the pod. I've been on it, it's really fun. Catherine's amazing. We're like basketball. We have like basketball synergy, me and Catherine. It's wonderful. Um, check out the pod. It's it's great. And uh, and follow Ned. Check out everything he does. Matt, 
Um, if you feel like we're we're we've we've done a good job and we've reached the end of the pod, please, sir, just give me those words I want. Okay. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know if that's a new high or a new low. 